Hello, studio teacher friends. Christina Whitlock here, your host and self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend. Wow, it feels great to be back in your ears. Thank you for hanging with me today and for continuing to show the podcast all kinds of love as I embarked on my first ever year-end hiatus. <laughs> Truth be told, I really enjoyed highlighting those old episodes for you, and there were several more that I really wanted to share with you again, but I guess I will just save those up for another time. True to expectation, taking time off of the weekly content writing hamster wheel did do me a world of good, and it has landed me back here in my office chair, fully committed to bringing you perspectives that Piano Teacher World and beyond needs to hear. Taking time away allowed me to find the affirmation that I really do miss this work when I am not doing it, which, as I discussed in episode 150, was the theory that I was putting to the test. I continue to stand by my claim that time away from work you love is incredibly valuable. Just because you can teach 50 weeks a year doesn't mean you should teach 50 weeks out of the year. So on that note, I welcome you back to the Beyond Measure podcast for episode 151. Cheers to remaining teachable. My one word for 2024. Ah, uh, what kind of online content creator would I be if I didn't start the year 2024 by talking about my one word for the year? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but unless you've been living under a rock, you are probably familiar with this idea of choosing one word to frame your life around for the coming year. This is a practice that I've wandered in and out of over the last decade or so. Some years I do it, some years I'm over it, <laughs> but I only commit to a word when it feels right. And this year, friends, I have a word that felt so right. Before we get to that, I would like to remind you that I have an old episode dedicated to a teacher version of the one word philosophy. It's probably not what you think it is, and you can learn all about it on episode 12 of this podcast. So scroll all the way back to episode 12, and I think it's definitely worth a listen this week while many of you are still on break. But back to me and my choice of word. This, the year of 2024, friends, is the year of remaining teachable. Yes, I am naming teachable as my word of the year. Now, maybe this doesn't feel like much of a revelation. I mean, one of the core tenets behind this whole podcast is the fact that we are always learning, that there is no one way to teach someone how to play their instrument, that the best teachers are always teachable, right? 
Well, here's the thing. We all nod along with that and we feel like good evolved human beings because we recognize that we still have more to learn. <laughs> I mean, sure we do. But on a recent episode of the Entrepreneurial Musician podcast, Andrew Hitz pointed out that all of us are generally open to being teachable in some areas of life. And likewise, we are also less open to remaining teachable in other areas. He pointed out that like very rarely will you find someone who is completely unteachable in all areas of life and vice versa. That notion struck me as interesting. <laughs> and then it struck me as convicting. I mean, I am one of these people who absolutely hangs my hat on an identity of being a student of life. If you asked me if I am a teachable human being, I would absolutely say yes. I mean, I try to look at everything as a learning opportunity. And yet, Andrew's comment made me wonder, are there areas of life that I am less teachable in? Oh, friends, since asking myself that question, I have been more than a little surprised by how many aspects of life I find myself being stubborn in. And that is why I'm committed to remaining teachable this year in all things. Something that has been top of mind for me recently is how education is so much more about the process than the content. Allow me to explain what I mean. Let's think about the many, many people out there who are pursuing education in the fields of technology. The content that they are learning, the steps, the skills, the programs, the information, because it's technology, that is all going to change, maybe even multiple times throughout their careers. As a musician, this thought kind of blows my mind. I mean, evolutions in music are quite slow compared to technology. That stuff is changing all the time. So any education that is focused on only content, only concepts, is worth very little. What we need those technology students to learn is how to think technology, how to problem solve, how to be part of a team, how to work with their unique strengths and weaknesses, like how to consider problems that may arise, and yeah, how to remain teachable. When I was still teaching university courses, I always began the semester by telling my students that I was not there to simply hand them material so they could repeat things back to me. The whole intent behind higher education was to develop better thinkers. University should be a place where people go to explore new ideas, to learn how to think outside their own previous experiences. It's not about checking one course after another off of your list of degree requirements. It's about learning to make connections between ideas and the world around you. 
It's about learning how to analyze material, how to research, how to experiment. It's about humbling yourself to the idea that you still have more to learn and always will. So yes, the pursuit of education should always be fueled by the ability to remain teachable. And honestly, this should be the case for any educational institution, regardless of level. Any attempt at education that does not lead first with curiosity, exploration, or connection is missing the point. And this applies to everyone, friends. I mean, look at people in healthcare. Best health practices and legislation and all kinds of other things are changing constantly. CPAs deal with changes in tax law with every new administration. That list goes on and on. Now, it doesn't mean that the time spent learning the original material was wasted. It absolutely wasn't. But the process of learning that material, that period of time when the mindset was at its most teachable, that's what really makes someone great at their job, or maybe makes them less than great at their job. So it stands to reason in my eyes that those of us who care about doing our work in the best possible way, <laughs> which is all of us around here, it means that we need to remain teachable. We need to remain open and cognizant of what our experiences are teaching us, whether we are trying to learn something new or not. We all know the ways that we were taught may not have been the best, but they were the best way our teachers knew how to do it then, which makes it meaningful in its own way. Likewise, the ways we began our teaching careers may not have been the best. <laughs> I know mine was full of cringeworthy moments. We're going to be talking a lot this year on the podcast about how to make sure we are teaching musicians. We're not just teaching an instrument. We are not just teaching repertoire. The, this community right here is one that embraces the idea that we can still learn better ways to nurture musicians. You and I both know that music study bolsters an infinite number of life skills. <laughs> Our students are learning authenticity, discipline, problem-solving, empathy, self-expression, abstract thinking, communication, and so many more things. And even though I wholeheartedly embrace the idea of music for the sake of music, meaning we need no other qualifications to validate the importance of music because music itself is valuable to humanity, but we cannot deny that some of these other qualities are going to impact the work our students put into the world even more than their musicianship. Because again, the process is often more important than the concept. Helping our students develop curiosity about music, embracing the discovery of music, that's important. To learn to independently flex those problem-solving skills when they are at home practicing, 
and to listen more carefully to the sounds they're creating, those things are endlessly important to help our students understand the importance of remaining teachable. <laughs> so important, friends. So when I evaluate my effectiveness as a teacher, these are the things I want to consider. As I think about how to work with my students, I want to focus on these kinds of things. Now, do I want my students to understand proper execution of Baroque, classical, and romantic ornamentation? <laughs> Why, yes, yes, I do. But in teaching those skills, do I also want my students to connect the evolution of those performance practices to the fact that time just brings about change in everything? You bet I do. Do I want them to be thoughtful about the context an ornament is found in? Why one ornament will begin on an upper note while the other will begin on the given note? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't want them to simply read the footnote and move on. I want my students to ponder this stuff because the real benefit is found in their thought process, not in getting the answer handed to them or in believing that the right answer in situation A will always equal the same answer in situation B. I can come up with a thousand examples along similar lines here, but here's the real secret. In order to achieve these types of results, I, as the teacher, have to focus on the processes as well as the content. Because again, sometimes the content we are teaching is going to change someday. And I don't know about you, but that's definitely not the way that I was taught or the way that I began teaching. It's harder to teach this way, friends, but it is also worth it. There are lots of resources out there that help teachers teach content. And believe me, I'm thankful for them. But the process is so much more often what we need guidance with. For teachers, I think that boils down to things like how to communicate what's in our brain, how to relate to the student in front of us, how to assess what they are really ready for rather than what is waiting for us on the next page of their book, how to focus our students' attention on what really matters, and of course, helping our students remain teachable. And if we want our students to remain teachable, it's absolutely essential that we remain so ourselves. So friends, that's a little peek at where my brain is right now. <laughs> it's all about hunting down places where we may not be quite as teachable as we claim to be. That's what I'm going to be working on in my own life this year, and I will do my best to keep you updated on my journey. Hey, before we toast our way out of here, I wanted to fill you in on a few exciting things that are coming up. So first of all, I am leading a book study this month. Woo! <laughs> Every January for the past several years, I have reread Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. It's an easy read, but it's also really impactful. 
It gives me a better lens to see myself and others through, and I find it to be a really important reminder at the start of any year. I talked all about it in episode 131, which was a summer bookshelf tour episode focused on that book. Anyway, this year, I figured I would bring you along for the ride. So there is a link in today's show notes for how you can sign up for our first ever Beyond Measure book study. Our discussions will largely be held in my Facebook group, which is titled Teacher Friends of the Beyond Measure podcast. We are only tackling one chapter per week, so it is easy and very doable. I just feel like this book helps me start the year off with all the right reminders of humanity that I need. So I hope you will join me and feel the same. Links to all of those things are available in the show notes for this episode. Secondly, I just wanted you to know that a new six-week session of the Studio Foundations course is launching on January 15th. So if you are a teacher who is intrigued by the idea of stepping back and considering processes over content, just like we talked about today, this course is designed to help you do just that. If you can give me an hour for six weeks, I will help you find renewed satisfaction and effectiveness as an educator. Again, there's a link in today's show notes with more information on that. And if you are having trouble locating the show notes for any episode, just reach out to me via email or social media and we'll get you squared away. Okay, so thanks for hanging with me as I tell you about all the excitement. Now, let's toast our way out of here. Studio music teacher friends from all over the world. Ooh, it sounds good to say that again. <laughs> Today, we are raising our glasses to the importance of remaining teachable. May we help instill this in our students and may we embrace it ourselves. As we sit at the top of a new calendar year, we frame our anticipation with this one question. 2024, what do you have to teach us? It's a little scary to ask, I know. <laughs> Here's to finding it all out together, friends. Cheers to you. Right, friends, that is it for episode 151. But before you go anywhere, I would like to introduce you to a new segment of the Beyond Measure podcast. Oh yeah, I am calling it Teacher Friend of the Week. You know, I get the honor of connecting with so many incredible teachers each week. I just wanted the opportunity to showcase their nuggets of wisdom that I've collected from them here on the podcast. Our first honoree is a consult client of mine by the name of Brian Gallagher. Brian is a retired advertising executive, and he is currently embarking on a new-ish piano teaching career, and he is fantastic. 
Brian and I have had a lot of conversations over the last six months or so, and he always wows me with his insights between the advertising world and the music world. He also happens to be a poster child for this idea of remaining teachable. Anyway, I wanted to share with you one of my favorite things Brian has said to me over the course of our work together. He once made the comment to me that he just wanted his students to take their fun seriously. <laughs> I told him that take your fun seriously sounded like the ultimate studio tagline, doesn't it? <laughs> take your fun seriously. Isn't that the best? Credit Brian Gallagher of Roswell, Georgia, friends. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Brian, on being our teacher friend of the week. And otherwise, that's all for today, friends. Let's stay teachable. And hey, if you have a word of the year, will you let me know? You can track me down at Beyond Measure Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, or you can always email me at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Onward and upward toward remaining teachable, my friends. Stay well out there, and we'll see you next week.